0: Welcome to another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Harmer. And in this episode of the Positive Change Podcast, we're talking about the great resignation and becoming the founder of nothing. Now, there's been a lot of hype in uh, popular press in the last couple of months about this idea of the great resignation, this post-pandemic change in the workforce, approximately 40% of people, apparently in Western cultures, primarily the US, but also in Australia where I live, talk about 40% of people are waiting for a return to a post COVID normal in order to resign. Now, this is a significant opportunity for many people who want to undertake their entrepreneurial adventure, of course. Um, and for many organizations that are continuing to go through change. But what's really interesting to me is this idea of becoming a founder of nothing. So if this idea, this notion, which I'll dig into in this podcast is of interest to you, then keep on listening. Hi, I'm Dr. Richard Harmer, and you're about to discover new ways to go from overwhelm to thriving in your business and in your life by following your passions pursuing your unique life purpose, and stepping fully into your infinite potential. You deserve to live your best life, a life filled with all of the clarity, courage, and commitment you need to be happy and to make a positive impact on the world. So get ready, because this podcast challenges society's expectations for what it means to be successful in life and in business, and invites you to grow beyond outdated assumptions for defining who you are. Welcome to the Positive Change Podcast. So welcome to another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. As I've mentioned in my introduction, I'm talking about how do we become a founder of nothing. Now, you are the single point of failure in your business and in your change success. And of course, you can liberate yourself from being stuck in your business and allow it to have even more impact and amplify its benefit to other people. Now, in in the scene here, I was recently reading an article on how Jack Dorsey, the co-founder and CEO of both Twitter and Square, the financial company, recently resigned from his role as CEO of Twitter in late November 2021. Now, in a message, an email to all employees of Twitter at the time, he wrote he writes, There's a lot of talk about the importance of a company being founder-led. Ultimately, I believe that's severely limiting and a single point of failure. I've worked hard to ensure that this company can break away from its founding and founders. Dorsey goes on to say he believes it's critical that a company can stand on its own, free of its founders' influence and on its direction. This is really interesting for those people who decide to pursue the entrepreneurial adventure. They do it in part in order to create a difference in the world, to become a founder, to identify, to think of themselves as a founder and an entrepreneur. Now, this is incredibly important, obviously, as we start that adventure. But at a certain point in time, it will become equally important to let go of identifying as a founder and as the CEO or owner of your entrepreneurship adventure and that change effort. Because ultimately, as Jack Dorsey points out, you can become that single point of failure. Now, what's really important here to consider is how do we ensure that our change, the difference that we wanna make in the world for ourselves, others, and the people we care about, how do we ensure that that has an enduring impact beyond our own individual efforts if we're truly trying to make a change in the world to create a benefit for other people how do we ensure that that happens independent of ourselves because if it can't then when we disconnect or lose motivation or try something else or for whatever reason we can't sustain the momentum which can happen at times our efforts for change and positive change fail Now, I first started thinking about this several years ago in my own entrepreneurship adventure and I was really working in the area of innovation and I developed as part of this process and as part of my positive change 3x effect, this is one of the key building blocks that we'll work on in 2022. I've slated myself to build out as part of my program is what I call the innovation or the innovator's journey. It's the importance of how an innovation goes from a concept an idea to implemented and concrete output or outcome for the benefit of other people and there are nine steps in this particular process step number one is an initial scope putting some sort of parameters over what the idea the innovation the the product service process that you see is going to create value what is its broadest scope now, it's in the area of marketing or is it in the area of sales or is it in the area of it whatever that broadest boundary is step number two is then to conduct a search what's going on in this particular scope within these boundaries and where is the opportunity to create new or different value or to remove a problem or an issue or a challenge then we need to after we've done the search, spot that opportunity up and we create an opportunity statement, this is where I see value can be created and impact can be had. Then we spark ideas, we shape up those ideas and ultimately we ship the idea we have to our audience to work out whether it works. Now for many entrepreneurs, this is where the journey stops we ship and we continue to ship in some startup or lean startup or some founder or early phase of our entrepreneurial venture, and we just stay here, becoming identified with being the inverted commas entrepreneur. But the next step is incredibly important, systematize. Moving the process from being dependent upon ourselves to being dependent upon the processes used to deliver that value. Because once we can do that, we can scale and then we can put in place the support needed to ensure that impact we want to have for the world, that positive change we want to create for others can be supported by the very people that need to implement that change. Now overall, this ninth step is how that then becomes synthesized or synchronized with life as usual. So it no longer is an innovation or an entrepreneurship effort. It's just how life is. Now, I want to really focus here, in this podcast, on that phase called systematize. This is where I see we can have the greatest impact in letting go of this need to be in control or the necessary element of our entrepreneurship adventure, our change effort that needs us to be involved in it in order for it to succeed. And ultimately, the more we get sucked into how we ship, how we deliver the value, the more we're in that process, we're in the business versus on the business, so to speak, the more we're going to be working outside our zone of genius, which I'll get to in just a moment. So there's three aspects to systematization to consider. The first aspect of systematization is what I call the hard elements, the hardware of systematization. It's the product or the platform that makes up or is the underpinnings of where the value is being created or where the impact is being made. So for example, the product in my entrepreneurship adventure is an online learning program. So this is one of the elements about how I create an impact in the world. Now, in your particular instance, how you want to make a change and whether that positive change for the benefit of other people that you want to make for the world, your product, inverted commas, may be a little different or the platform you're using to deliver that value or to instigate that change may be a little different. But in essence, it's the hardware. The second element here is the software of systematization. This is the processes, the procedures, and the people that use them. So it's not the innovation itself. It's not the value piece itself. It's how it gets used in a consistent way that continues to deliver the impact. This is supporting the scale of your product or or platform. The third system that we need to systematize is what I call informational. Now, informational systems are those things, the feedback loops we have to both track and evolve the quality of the product to ensure that it continues to deliver value. So it's what do we need to put in place to ask the question, I'm sorry, to answer the question, am I still having the right impact? Now, that's the first feedback loop. The second feedback loop we need, then the second informational loop we need is Am I delivering that value or that impact in the most efficient and effective way possible? And this relates to the software. Are people using the policies and procedures that sit around my innovation in a way that continues to deliver its impact? So we have three aspects of systematization. Hardware, the product or the platform. Software, the policies, procedures that people use around that hardware and informational the feedback we need to ensure that one the product works and two we're delivering it in the most effective and efficient way ultimately what we're trying to do in systematization is the end user of that innovation the end user of that change effort we want to create in the world is able to say yes i can do this for myself once we're able to get the end user the customer or whoever that might be who's the beneficiary of the value we're trying to create once they're able to say i can do this for myself i don't need you anymore then ultimately that change effort has an increased likelihood of being successful it's how we amplify our impact it's how you amplify your impact and how you amplify your change effort so What's really important here to consider is this very notion of systematization. What does success look like in systematizing your change effort so that it moves beyond you needing to be involved in its implementation? Because if that's the case, then you do become a constraint upon the impact you can have for the world, the value you can recreate for other people. We need to move into a place of becoming the founder. As Jack Dorsey said, the founder of nothing. The founder of the potentiality. So how do we know that we're heading our systematization efforts in a useful direction? How do we move your change efforts beyond yourself so that you can truly thrive as a change maker? Because if you don't, The ultimate end might be becoming overwhelmed as an entrepreneur as you continue to try and insert yourself into the very implementation of your value, implementation of your impact, and therefore become a constraint to scale. How do we know that we're doing that? A dear friend of mine, Tim Winton, spoke about the importance of elegance elegance in living systems in systematizing nature nature has an elegance and he speaks to five considerations that underpin elegance the first consideration is clarity clarity of purpose clarity of function and form the very innovation the very change you want to make the very product or platform you're using to enable and create that change it really needs to be clear what the function of that 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 platform or that product is its purpose to others needs to be incredibly clear anytime others are not clear about why your innovation your product or your platform exists anytime they are confused about its purpose or its why they'll be less likely to engage in it so elegance first of all is about clarity the next element is all about refinement or precision in implementation. It needs to be clear not just what it is, but it needs to be incredibly precise in how it gets utilized. And then there also needs to be an economy of effort. Now if we think about we think about how nature works around those first 3 elements, a clarity, you know, a tree is not an animal, for example, right? I know this is a very simple metaphor, but it's clarity about what its function is and what its purpose is. A tree's function is f- photosynthesis. More than that, obviously. But one of its key functions in the ecology of the planet is converting carbon m- dioxide in back into oxygen. So it has a clarity of purpose and function, has a precision of implementation, It has a highly um, precise way of doing that through photosynthesis. And it has an economy, no wasted effort. Fourth element of elegance is the aesthetic. Something needs to appeal to the very user of that platform or that product so that they will want to engage in it. This is why it's part of pollination with bees and flowers, for example, A flower will need to make itself highly appealing, aesthetically pleasing so that the bee will engage with it. Finally, this notion of autonomy, the fifth element of elegance. Autonomy and application, the end user needs to be able to use that innovation, use that product or that platform in a way that is independent of the creator of that platform or that product the ultimate end of elegance is that people can use it independent of the person who created it. And for this to occur, the key elements of all these elements of about elegance is to keep things as simple as possible to, so that you can make an impact, this change impact, greater than yourself. Now in my last podcast, I think it was episode number 10, I spoke about one of my own reflections in a moment where I gifted myself the opportunity of pause and I was walking along the beach and I was listening and watching the waves roll into the shore and it reminded me of the importance of simple patterns repeated. The more we try and make something too unique or too complex the less likely it is that we'll be able to systematize it the less likely it is that someone else will be able to say yes I can do this myself so we need to make whatever change we're trying to create as simple as possible so that other people will be inspired and able to engage with it and do it for themselves so, as we get into, it's January 2022. This is a key question to ask yourself as you pursue becoming a thriving change maker. What needs you to be involved? What about your change, about your business? What needs you involved for it to succeed? And when we start to think about what about your business or your entrepreneurship adventure or your change effort, what about it needs you involved for it to succeed? The next question to ask is, is it that action, that thing you need to do inside your zone of genius? That thing that you cannot not do, that element that only you can do. Now I call this the 5% time. We have talked about this also in a previous podcast, the power of 5% time. the number, The 5% of your time that delivers 95% of your impact. That one or two things that is your your unique contribution to make in making that positive change for yourself, others, and the world at large. What is it that you need to do that no one else can do? Now, if you ask yourself the question, what needs me involved for it to succeed? And when you ask yourself that question, what comes up for you is something within your zone of genius? That's fantastic. I say, yes, how do you create more space, more nothing time, so you can think about how best to implement upon your zone of genius? Now, if you can't answer yes, that is, if you need to say no, what I'm involved in isn't within my zone of genius. That is, you're doing activities that take you away from your own positive flow or your own life's flow, consider the three d's d number one is delete. Can you stop doing that thing and will it not if it doesn't have a tangible negative impact on your entrepreneurship events or your change effort, can you stop doing that thing and no one will notice? If so, ask yourself the question: why are you continuing with it? And how can you end that activity or that effort that no one sees as impactful? Now, if you can't delete it, the next thing to consider is the next D is to deputize. How do we give that activity to someone else or how do we systematize it in some way so that the pro, a process or a person owns the implementation of that thing, either through automation or through a person. How do we deputise? Give it to them so it sits within their zone of genius and then you don't need to worry about it anymore. Now, I do this within my own team. I have certain pieces of work that I know that are not in my zone of genius and they're in someone else's. They love doing them. So I, in essence, just do my piece and I pass it to the next person in my team, and they take it from there. I don't think about it again. That's the true nature the distinction between the second D, deputize, and the third, delegate. Deputize is when you, in essence, give the authority to another person to do the task without you needing to think about it anymore. Whereas delegation, the third D, you can allocate the task to another person, but you still need to have oversight of, of it. It still needs you to confirm that it's working so the third d here if you can't delete and you can't deputize then how do you delegate and set good controls in place to ensure that things are done well and it comes back to you in a format that allows you to have a cursory glance at it to tr- ensure it's fine now for me personally when i think about my business and my entrepreneurship adventure the change i'm trying to make in the world i need to be periodically involved In the hardware the actual product itself the product my positive change 3x effect I do need to do activities around the particular program periodically in order to keep it growing and extending and continue to deliver value to the people that have signed up and are the students of that program but I do ensure that I allocate time of nothing time to think about that effort, so I know exactly what I'm going to be doing when I do it. I have completely outsourced to a team of people the software, the policies and procedures that ensure that the product or the MI platform run well. And I have a monitoring function in the informational elements, continuing to monitor that the product I'm delivering, the impact I'm having in the world. And I'm delivering that impact through my positive change program that it still delivers value and i'm and it's being delivered in the most effective and efficient way possible. That's how I make a difference in my own systematization. The more I'm able to delegate software and be really simple patent repeated, simple in the product itself, the more I'm able to create nothing time where The impact I want to have in the world happens independent of my activity. Then I can be thinking about the most important impact I want to have next with my positive change. So the key message here for you as an entrepreneur moving towards being thriving as a change maker is do less to impact more. And the question to ask yourself now as you start 2022, how can you do less to impact more? And if you're at the point in time where you need to systematize your entrepreneurship efforts to really have that positive change in the world, think about these three things. How do I systematize the hardware? Whether that be putting things online or having something self-paced that you don't need to be involved in the product all of the time? How do you support building the software, the policies, procedures and the people that use those around your change effort and ensure you have the right measurement and monitoring processes in place to ensure that your product, your value, your impact still works and you're able to deliver it in the most effective and efficient way? Stay within your zone of genius. Ultimately, resign from being in your business and focus on working on your business. Nothing time. The time you have to create spaciousness for yourself to identify the right impact to have in the right way at the right time. So here's to a successful 2022 for you as you systematize your change efforts and have an even greater impact on the world. Be well. Hi, and thank you so much for checking out another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe using the button below and make sure you also click the bell icon to get notified every time we release a new episode. If you're looking for the show notes for this episode, we have them in the link underneath as well as our social media handles and some links to free training and other offers that we drop from time to time to help you go from overwhelmed to thriving in pursuing your best life. So go ahead and check out this episode's show notes if you're interested. And thank you so much for tuning into the Positive Change Podcast.